Blog Talk Radio.
Hello, everybody. Welcome <laughs> to yet another edition of RundgrenRadio.com. In a new year. Yes. Brand new. Happy New Year. New. That's true. Happy New Year mm-hmm. to you, Cruiser Mel. Same to you. Same back. And to all of our listeners. Yes. Happy New Year, everybody. We're starting the year off right with another Utopia Mark II special show. We got all the guys. We've invited Todd. We don't know if he's going to show up. Uh, I think he's really busy um, getting ready for the record that will be part of my record fantasy camp. So I don't expect to hear from him, but we have invited him through all the proper channels. And my record fantasy camp is around the corner in 13 days, Cruiser Mel. I know. I'm getting excited. Yes, Not- you're going to get to see Brent Bourgeois and Richard Butler and Todd Rundgren and James Van Wert. <laughs> and Mark, uh, oh Mark, boy! And Robert Wallace, it's gonna be awesome. Yeah, there's a bunch of good little Todd heads that are going to camp. That is correct. So the good news is, lots of good stuff out about camp. Before we get into that, let's give our scoop on the Utopia gig for those who don't know. The Utopia second gig for the 30th was put on TicketWeb for a day on the 29th, and it's been off since then. It's been a total of five days plus today's the sixth day. Uh, it is, they're expected to be back on tonight, and it is for sure going to happen. This is a gig that is a done deal. We received confirmation from Mr. Gardner, Todd's manager, about 10 minutes ago. That deal is going down. There will be a second Utopia gig in New York City at the Highline Ballroom. Yay! Tonight. <laughs> well, and it's also, look out. You don't already have them. It's also been made official an additional band member. Want to tell us who that is? Well, we've talked about it already on the show, but yes, Chasm Sultan is for sure going to be part of the band for both nights, uh, as well as two superstar backup singers. We'll have John Sigler talk about Moogie tonight. We'll let them tell you more about that. It's going to be a great time, fun time, lots of folks on stage, too mm-hmm. much, right? too much fun. And uh, as mentioned last week, uh, if you want to exchange your tickets, if you you know still want to see if possibly somebody may have extra tickets for Saturday night or you've got extra tickets and want to put them up, there is a Facebook page dedicated for that, a little classified ad action. Uh, I think it's under Utopia Mark II Ticket Classifieds, or you can probably just get there from the Run Run Radio page. Yes, and there's a, a group rate for a hotel as well. Yes, I think they're running out of rooms for that though. Oh, seriously? Wow, that's a good problem to have, I guess. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. I know Kathy was trying to get some more. I think there were some issues. I'm not sure that Sunday. I think there may be some group rates for Sunday. It's just not as good as the other. Um, so there are, you know, some opportunities for group rate. If not, just you know, go. Um, do a search for the best rate. See what you can do. Okay, that's what we'll do. Let's about fantasy camp, though. We know about Utopia. It's all good. Uh, reel me back in, though, to talk about a T-shirt deal, if you don't mind, Cruiser Mel. Um, but let's move on to the fe- uh, record fantasy camp because there's been some big announcements. If you're not in the loop on this, they are going to do a lot of video on demand. So. You're going to have the opportunity to watch the evening activities from my record fantasy camp, as well as hear from our reporter Cruiser Mail and our 
um, friends and, of course, our uh, scholarship winner, Roy Swanson, will have tons of information about this camp if you're not going or if you're not going in the nighttime events. So the deal is uh, TotoCast, which we're all familiar with, is doing this um, on their on their website. And you can buy all three nights for 30 bucks, or you can get the finale concert for 20 bucks. And there's also the opportunity, if you want, you can get an autographed laminate. And um, they're only limited to 100 and something else, and I think that's 50 bucks. So you just want to go to totocast.tv slash gigatone, and you should be able to find it. If not, the links are on our website, rungunradio.com. If you go to the news page, you will see the links there, and you can watch these cool things. One of them... Uh, they're going to be evening jam session twice, two different evening jam sessions, and then the finale concert. And also, to uh, <laughs> keep you from being confused, if you live in the area or want to go to these shows, you can go. It's like $10 for one, $5 for another. They're very inexpensive, but you can go watch these live if you want, or you can just watch them on the Totocast. It's your call. Right. Well, um, Unfortunately, the the evening jam for the the Monday night that's at the place called Pearl on the River, it's yeah. sold out now. Oh, okay. That was only ten bucks. That's no surprise. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but There's the other activities lunch. I think are still open, and if they're not free, they're five dollars. So ah. that's pretty cheap, especially for that big final night on Wednesday the nineteenth. Yes. Okay. Well, there's um, also a lunch with an acoustic two to three song set that will not be aired on VOD, so that may be something you want to check out for sure. Yeah. All the information is available on our website or myrecordfantasy.com. And let's go back to Utopia for a minute now that we've got those things discussed. Um, the T-shirt deal, uh, you know, I don't know what the rules and parameters are that we may talk about that with the band tonight but uh we have a few submissions and Ricker's interested in it and I just don't know the logistics of that it's not a Rungren radio gig we're not in charge we just thought it'd be a good idea and if we could try to help facilitate that we would as best we, as we can so that's the latest on that and there was another update about this gig about the Utopia gig yes I know what it is there will not be a VOD a PPV a DVD, a CD, none of those things are going to happen for these Utopia gigs. So if you want to see it, you're going to have to go see it live. You're going to have to hope for good YouTube videos from fans because it's not going to be officially filmed for anything. Sad. Very sad. Yes. Do not shoot the messengers. We did not make that rule. It's, again, it's not a Rungan Radio gig. If it were... You would probably get a video like you did for A Watts and uh, Todd Healy. Right. Maybe. I don't know. Anyway, I'm not sure what the problem is. It's just not going to happen. We know that for sure. So um, you need to go check it out. If you have tickets extra somehow or need some, which most people do for the 29th, we do have a page on um, our Facebook page, which is Todd Rungren, rungrenradio.com. You'll find our group. And there is a classified section there for buying and selling if you want to try to find some. But uh, it looks like the demand is much higher than the supply for the first show. Right, right. 
But you never know. You might hook up with somebody and make a little deal. So check it out. Yes. Who's our guest so next else? week on this radio? No, we got another VOD we need to talk about. We do? We do. Okay, I'm lost. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, my goodness. Cruiser Mel. Mr. Sultan, Chasm Sultan, January the 13th. Oh. <laughs> on VOD with Mr. Chris Anderson. That is chasmshow.com. On the 11th, two days before that, Chasm will be our guest here on RungrenRadio.com. So you can find out more about his show. There, I don't know if they still have some left, but there was an opportunity for 40 people, I believe, to watch this thing live at the uh, Bearsville Theater in Woodstock. So I don't know what the status is on that. But if you're interested, go to ChasmSultan.com and see what the dealio is on that. Everybody should watch it, of course, though. Get to see a nice Chasm concert. They're going to let you see it for up to 60 days, all you want. Yeah, 1995, com. Get yourself signed up. And he's got a new song that they sent out um, for Christmas. So there will be probably a new song, at least one, maybe more. There you go. Chasm Sultan. <laughs> And I think you can still get on the cover of his CD if you want by going to chasmsultan.com slash the project. The project. Very nice. Okay, on another front, non-Todd related, Gary Myrick and the Figures will be on tour in the West Coast in February, and that is being presented by none other than rungrenradio.com. You can find that on our events page on rungrenradio.com. Come see us. It's uh, most of the shows are only fifteen bucks, and Gary is a great musician. Oh, fabulous! We've had him on the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he opened for Todd for a while during some of the um, more electrical years, I guess you would call it the, the experimental electronics. <laughs> so there you go. Okay. All right, tickets are still not on sale for TicketWeb, but they should be probably tonight if not tomorrow, for the second Utopia gig in New York City at the Highline Ballroom. Ticketweb.com is the place to find them. And that's pretty much a wrap on our announcements, I believe, Cruiser Mel. Hey. Am I missing anything? <clears throat> well, the song that is going to be on the uh, Gigatone record, the Bourgeois Tag song, you know, we were saying last week that it is not I Don't Mind. Well, okay. it uh, it is actually been announced and it's called Out of My Mind, which was a really, really nice song on that Yo Yo album. So Oh. There you go. Okay. Very nice. It's a song we've played here on this this here radio show. We have. Mm-hmm. Right. We've had Oozwah tag on here many times. Or a yes. few times anyway. So let's look at uh let's see if we can find the um the exact uh, details on this My Record Fantasy opportunity for people to see these shows. We have it here somewhere. I got it. Uh, uh, do you have it? You're talking about the actual activities, the the, the evening and noontime activity? That is correct. Okay. What you need to know, Doug? Need to know what folks can go to. Well, as I said, that first evening jam is sold out. However, I know several people that are going to be there. And um, 
it's going to be a performance, dinner and performance, at Pearl on the River. I know very little about the place, but uh, it's a charity event for um, the Make Make a Wish Foundation. Then on, and that's on Monday the seventeenth at eight o'clock. Then on Jam Number One, Pearl on the River. Okay, you can see that on VOD if you did not get a ticket. Right. Now, this next thing you were saying is not going to be on the VOD, although I'll bet you anything it's probably going to end up being on the Gigatone YouTube channel at some point. Um, there's a little lunch at Bella Brew Cafe, which is in Carmichael, California, and that's the deal where you were saying that Todd's just going to play two or three songs um, acoustically. Uh, excuse me. Yes. I did not say Todd was going to do it. I do not know that for a fact. <laughs> I said it would be a two to three song acoustic set because that's all that they say. Oh well, I, it's I would things you never know. I would hope so, but you know, yeah. it could be Rich Butler doing Pretty in Pink for all we know. <laughs> it could be Robert Warwa doing the Individualist. Well, we better tell know. Robert so he can start practicing. Yeah, it could be James Van Wert doing some liars like he did at our party in Akron, Ohio. Mhm, mhm. All right, what um, else we got? Tuesday the eight. At night, it's a place called Tex Wasabi. Uh, Marianne was telling me it's a restaurant who has a famous chef, and she said the name like I was supposed to know who it is, so apparently he must have a TV show. I I don't know who it was. But um, anyway, they must have really great food, and apparently there's some sort of a jam session going on that night, and that will be on the the VOD. Excellent. And then the following night, the big Wednesday night, there'll be a finale concert that's definitely going to include Todd Rundgren, David Johansson, Brent Bourgeois, Mickey Thomas. I mean, you still know who's going to turn up after that. And it's at a place called Strikes in Rockland, California. Rockland. So when they do strike, you have to put your hand in the air in case you missed that tour. This place actually has bowling indoors. Nice. Know? Yeah, so we might get. I've heard rumblings that Chasm Sultan may attend. I've heard rumblings that Prairie Prince may attend. Uh, we definitely heard Richard Butler. He's not on that list, so maybe he's not going to do the final gig. But he's supposed to be there. I'm sure that they will bring in other people that we have not heard yet. Um, you know, there's some other folks local that conceivably could be invited that we don't know anything about. But Bobby Strickland, Roger Powell live over there in the California area. You know, uh, Larry Cag, Willie Wilcox lives over there now, I believe. Oh, he does, huh? Yes. Well, and um, who knows? I mean, somebody might show up that you don't expect. I want to see Todd Bowl after he does his set. Ralph Shuckett, California. So, mm-hmm. yeah. All right, so folks, if you're calling in, especially if you're part of the band Utopia Mark Two. You need to press 1 so that we know that you want to speak. The number to call in is 646-716-9262. We will try to take your call this evening if you want to talk to the band. Um, But, you know, when you get four or five guys on the line all at one time, I don't know if they'll take a chance to breathe and give you a chance, but we'll we'll try. That's what we do here. We want you to talk to them if you can, if that's what you want to do. So we're just waiting on them right now. We'll see what happens. Hopefully they will... Check in with us here soon, and we'll be good to go. Yeah, 
Okay. So uh, while we wait on them, why don't we do a little music? Okay, I could deal. You can deal with that? I could deal, yes. Okay, well, we got a call already. Let's check that out first. 386, you're with us. Hey, Doug. Hey, Mel. Happy New Year to you. Hi, Keith. Hey, how are you guys doing? I hope you had a great New Year's. Yes. So far, so good. How about you? All right. Uh, I'm not going to bother and uh, clogging up the lines or anything, but I I will ask you guys a question that maybe you could ask all the guys in the band when, when they get online. I was interested in... Uh, who their musical, each guy, who their musical influence influences were in, in where their music careers led them, as well as with, with John and Kevin. The one question I'm curious about is uh, when Utopia Mark II went to the, the next stage where uh, Willie Wilcox, John Wilcox took over for Kevin and Kazan took over for John, was it a Todd decision or was it their decision to go in another direction musically? Those are the, yeah, those are the two things I'm curious about, but I don't have to hang on to uh, ask them. You could let some other people get in. I just wanted to get online and wish you guys a happy new year and say, man, I can't wait to. Well, now I wish you were going to be there, but Doug, we'll see you in uh, three and a half weeks. You're going to be in New York City for the gig, huh? Yeah, of course. I'm I'm an ex-New Yorker, Long Island. Yeah, I, I mean, me, me and a bunch of other people that are uh, part of the network that uh, you so graciously created are part of the hardcore fan base going back to Michael Adrian and Cheryl Radin and a bunch of other people that grew up going to those uh, Central Park birthday shows back in 74 and, uh, you know, fortunate enough to, to be there pretty much from the get-go with Todd's career. And uh, I, I wouldn't miss this well. I just hope it's a little warmer than it is colder when we get up there. <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> yeah, well, hey, hey, late January, it, it can be – Sub freezing, but it, it you know they could get a warm front come through, and I'm I'm praying for a warm front, you know. And uh, 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 hey, man, well, I got an announcement. Uh, yeah. The tickets have finally been listed on Ticketweb, but they're not going on sale until 12 Eastern on January the 5th. So that would be tonight at midnight. I'm assuming. <coughs> um, I thought it said 12 noon. It says 12 p.m. Eastern Time, which could be, that would be noon. Yeah, I guess that's tomorrow at noon. Yeah, good job. Well, let me let you guys go pick up some other calls. Uh, Best of the new year this year. Looking forward to the 29th and hopefully the 30th. And uh, then a a nice warm summer. And then uh, hopefully plans for, uh, let's see, oh, yeah, September in Akron. But that's. (laughs) That's a little ways off. We're we're concentrating on the the, the reunion and Cruz uh, Mel. You have a, a great time at the camp, Doug. We'll see you in a few weeks and uh, rock on, Todd and Utopia. There you <laughs> Same go. Rock to you. On. Enjoy. 
Keep uh, reminding me of the camp. There's another camp we haven't talked about. We've got that survival camp, but um, you know we'll save more of that information because that's not till summer. But there is another camp Todd has going on, and um, you know it's something you may want to check out. It's for he said in an interview I listened to that it was not just for musicians. You know, it's anybody that's interested in the business. But there will be a lot of different people involved in that. We've heard a rumor that Tony Levin is probably going to be one of the people there. If you're a bass player, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And uh, that would be cool for some people to hang out with Mr. Levin. I think uh, in the chat room last week, I think I saw Randy the roadie said he's going to go to, camp, to that camp. Randy, that's awesome. Well, he's probably going to be the one to teach you how to put on a guitar string on the fly. <laughs> Under pressure. <laughs> Under pressure, Yes. You know, Maybe they'll have, have kind of like a competition, like you know, like pit crews do, see who can do it the fastest. Yes, <laughs> you're getting ready for that California trip because you just busted out like twice in one sentence. Like? What do you mean? Oh, like? like. <laughs> oh you my know, God! Like, I'm going to camp like this week. Like, yeah, that's I am a California. I did. I'm very, very thrilled. It's going to be a. Uh, an opportunity that I I just could not pass up. I got to go and watch this and see the the wizard in action. Nice. Well, we're gonna we do actually have this interview that Todd did with Mark Simone. This was in New York. Uh, it appears to be three days before Christmas or three days before New Year's, and he does discuss this gig a little bit. Um, so. We may we may play that for you too if we don't hear from the band soon. Um, but we are expecting them. We are expecting them. All right, so we're gonna play some music while we wait on them. This is from another live. We'll be right back. This is for the Seven Rays, track number seven uh, by Anti Doom. I recorded the Midnight Special with an audio cassette. This is for the Seven Rays. Oops, that's not the file I'm looking for. <laughs> Sounded cool. <laughs> yeah, that was from the um, some other show we did. I was trying to find that uh, seven rays that somebody had sent me. Anyway, all right, let's do this interview. I'm gonna have to find out what's up with the band. They're late. Hope they're not gonna be late on the 29th and 30th. You know, because we all got to get to bed early. We're older what? than we were when these guys were playing originally. All right, this is a 15 minute interview. This is Todd Rundgren on Mark Simone's show. It's a New York show, and we'll be right back. You're listening to Rundgren Radio. He's a genius, a great innovator, a brilliant musician, great singer, uh, one of our favorite guests, always interesting. He's coming to New York, too, and uh, we always love having him on. It's great to start the year off right and uh, have him with us right now. Todd Rundgren, how are you? Doing pretty good, actually. Well, uh, you got a lot of stuff coming up this year, boy. Uh, You're coming back to New York, right? You're going to sort of a utopia reunion. Um, Yeah, we're doing uh, essentially a benefit gig on... I believe it's the 29th of January. Yeah, January 29th, Highline Ballroom. Um, yeah, and it's kind of like a <laughs> once-in-a-lifetime, I guess, or last-in-a-lifetime sort of uh, reunion. It's not like we're planning some, you know, tour or anything like that. It's. Uh, but what happens when people go crazy trying to get the tickets and the demand is out of control, and maybe then you'll do it? Well, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, I... Uh, Actually, I'm going to be doing a lot of, uh, of record production this year. Not as much touring as record production. Well, so uh, it's going to be an old-fashioned year for me in a way. 
Yeah, but that's good for us because you've produced, uh, of course, some of the greatest albums ever in history. Well, that doesn't guarantee that the next ones will be <laughs> the greatest in history, but... Um, well, it's a good indicator. Yeah, well, but, you know, the record industry has been in flux, and uh, everyone's trying to find new models, and, and there are um, you know, all sorts of realignments going on, and during that, uh, I kind of, like, fell out of the production um, arena in a way. Yeah. I hey, uh, didn't, didn't make many records, but now I'm going to start making a few. Well, like, let's say Bat Out of Hell, that's what, like 1978 or something like that, and there's reel-to-reel tape and there's vinyl, but now when you go into a studio today, uh, the technology is all different. How does it affect you? Well, it's I've always been the kind of DIY guy in the studio, so most of these changes have sort of played towards my style of doing things. You know, now I can do a lot of a, um, of a record, at least if it's one of my records, I can do a lot of it on a laptop. Yeah. And, um, and so the whole kind of impediment of, of trying to find a special space and and a lot of expensive equipment to, you know, to be able to start the recording process, those days are kind of history, which is great for me and great for my competition as well, because that's one of the reasons why I was, like, producing less records is because almost anyone could afford their own studio now. Yeah, it's interesting, but you are, of course, the genius at this, so, uh, but now that means you could be sitting on the beach with some headphones on mixing your uh, album right there. Quite conceivably. Yeah. Got to watch out for the sand in the keyboard. But. <laughs> so, um, but you, you have always been one of the great pioneers. You've always been able to see past the horizon unlike anybody else. The fact that everybody can do their own stuff now on their own laptop and have their own studio, how is that going to affect music in, in the future? Well, I think it's been that way for a while. Um, this phenomenon, I suppose, started back in in the early 80s or mid-80s, there were bands who uh, started making records in their bedrooms, like Soft Cell, you know, and, yeah. and bands like that. And, and while uh, in a lot of instances the music was kind of very simple, it was the foundation for, you know, bands that, ironically enough, are really popular today, like Hot Chip, um, you know, who, are, who essentially have done the entire Tron soundtrack album. So, uh, yeah, this whole I, this whole DIY music thing has been around for a while. A lot of it um, has been focused on uh, on live performance as well. Yeah, uh, taking your computer to a uh, to a party or a rave or something like that, just uh, making up music off the top of your head. And a lot of that has evolved into what's you know into what is now on the radio, the sort of modern dance-oriented pop music, so... Um, you know, but a lot of the music is so computer-generated that there's no more... Uh, most kids today wouldn't even know an acoustic instrument if they saw one. Well, I think it's, you know, it goes in phases. We're in a phase now where there isn't, like, a whole movement in music like there was for grunge or for... Um, you know, for new wave or whatever it is, whatever it's called, you know, the big phase in music. And it seems like we've had kind of a dry spell. There hasn't been a big, uh, uh, no cities, local music scene has gotten discovered like Seattle was in, uh, in the 80s and stuff like that. So I think dance music and, the, and a lot of this DIY music 
kind of fills it in, fills in the gaps while we're waiting for something interesting to happen, I guess. Now we're talking to the genius Todd Rundgren. Hey, the other problem is the radio, uh, you know, everybody's got their own radio station now because they can make their own online station. Yeah, radio has become fragmented. It used to be that alliance between record companies and radios that allowed them to sort of, on the downside, control what everybody's listening to, but on the upside, be able to, you know, leverage... Uh, you know, some sort of phenomenon, some uh, uh, some new movement in music. You know, the uh, collusion, I guess, between the record labels and radio could accomplish some you know good things for artists as well as uh, leave a lot of artists out in the cold. So, yeah, we've traded away some of that uh, some of that musical unity for. Uh, more freedom for artists in general. The internet allows you to find uh, people that you, you know normally would not have a kind of uh, a big record push anyway. Yeah. Um, so they can promote themselves using our modern technologies. Yeah, but the problem, you know, somebody here said uh, years ago WABC played music. It was one station with 10 million listeners, and soon you're going to have a million stations with 10 listeners. So. It, it, yeah, that's uh, <laughs> you could you could say that's the problem, but you know the uh, the music industry and radio were kind of you know they colluded in their own demise in that sense because they didn't uh, they didn't adapt. Instead, they litigated. <laughs> you know, they just tried to sue the problem away or something like that. You know, instead of realizing that yeah, eventually all music is going to be on servers and delivered electronically. You know, they just resisted that to the last. You know, essentially until the foundations of their business were already crumbling. Yeah, but the problem is it's so fragmented that a kid growing up today, whatever music he likes, that's basically all he hears. He picks a station and plays just that sound. Well. um there are still some, you know, I think there are a lot of limitations in, uh, in in internet radio. I don't think, I find a lot of it is not as carefully crafted as, uh, for instance, old traditional ter terrestrial radio when a DJ's reputation was kind of about what he picked and what he played. Yeah. But a lot of that sort of disappeared. There are fewer and fewer truly independent radio stations, you know, that could command a, you know, a, a major market audience because everything became syndicated and then everyone's playing from the same 20 song playlist. Mm. And so, you know, radio could have taken back maybe some of what made it unique, which was the personality of, of the DJs and their um, astuteness in terms of what they picked and how they, and how they sequenced everything. Yeah. Now, I'm asking you this because Todd Rundgren is a genius. He's always seeing the future. Weren't you like the first guy doing videos and you were like uh, the first guy making digital recordings? And uh, Well, I got fascinated with video before there was MTV, but yeah. I didn't really follow the MTV path. I was more interested in experimenting and, and doing things that perhaps were um, a little bit beyond the agenda of uh, extended commercial for the band, you know, <laughs> uh, something actually interesting to look at. And it's not that that was unique to me. It's just that I think for a while, everyone looked at MTV as as more of an advertising medium rather than a uh, an artistic outlet. Yeah. So what? For like five years from now, will I still have an iPod and iTunes and all that, or will I be good? Well, I think you'll have some you'll have some variation of that. 
I think what you'll have likely is an iPad, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because that will have uh, taken everything that you wanted in a phone and combined it with everything you wanted in a computer. You know, and the and the form factor. See, I never, I don't own a cell phone. Yeah, well, you, uh, you, you don't own an iPad either, then, do you? No, I do own an iPad. Oh. Because it's not a phone. <laughs> but also, it's like, you know, it's got, you know, the screen is five times bigger than the phone, so yeah. somebody my age doesn't have to squint at it until you have a headache. But you have this thing about not having a cell phone. Let's say they made the new iPads with a phone in it. Would that mean you wouldn't get one? Uh, I would not buy the account, the, uh, <laughs> the wireless account. <laughs> it might have the phone in there, but I wouldn't have the, uh, I wouldn't have the two-year plan. <laughs> but you're, the, like, the greatest... Uh, in, technological genius innovator why not a phone a cell phone well um i kind of sometimes take the lead i don't always jump on technologies right away i had a cell phone for a little while back oh, okay. in like the 80s and they were not you know coverage was not that great and they were kind of clunky so it wasn't you know unless you really had to have it for your job you, it, it wasn't that much of a convenience and um but as time went on, I, I kind of watched other people on how they interacted with their phones. And, like, two things occurred to me. Um, one is that people started to get this sense of self-importance. You know, <laughs> anytime something popped into their head, they had to call somebody and tell them about it, you know. It suddenly made you seem like, you know, you have a greater control over the planet or something. But the other thing was complete loss of privacy. And then once people know you have a cell phone and you don't answer, they get pissed off at you, <laughs> you know. So, that, you know, once you own one, people expect that you are connected to it all the time. And I know that some people have had to go to extreme measures in order to have, let's say, potentially the best of both worlds. Like they keep a phone in the car and they keep it off all the time. And it's only there, like, if there's an emergency or something. But don't you have the same problem with your iPad? People know you're seeing your email constantly. Well, the email thing I've had to deal with for a long time, but I've been on email. It's the principal way I communicate with all the people I work with. It's a good way of avoiding getting on the phone. <laughs> so, um, and, and the great thing about email is you have a, a, a kind of a running record of, of all of your interactions that you can refer to, yeah. whereas your phone conversations, you know, the next day they're all hearsay. <laughs> That's true. Uh, Todd Rundgren, are you also doing a camp, a summer camp, a music survival camp? I'm doing a couple of camps, actually. This is one of these, you know, as the music business kind of changed and evolved, they started coming up with new ways to fund records, new ways for artists uh, to realize income that they might have gotten from a label and in other eras. Uh, one of them I'm doing in January, which essentially is a recording fantasy camp. And I'm working on the record right now that that will essentially be the fantasy of. Wow. And, and people will come and audition, have the potential of performing on the record. They get to watch the record, uh, you know, being completed. They get to hear the record months and months before anyone else does. They get to interact with me and special guests and that sort of thing. And can anybody go to this? Uh, yeah. And, it's, you know, it's, only, it's like three days or something like that. Wow. I've been, like, guest counselor at a lot of these rock camp things, which has now become a TV show on, I think, VH1 or something. Yeah. Which they changed the whole format and made it more of a competition rather than a camp. 
So and it comes like a summer camp. Yeah, that's a whole that's a, a different thing, and that's more of a you know it's open to anybody who wants to come, but it's more of a general music business survival camp. Yeah, but in which me and the counselors will <clears throat> help you better understand various aspects of the music business, how to utilize them, how to survive um, the kind of the changes that have come about, and that sort of thing. So it's something that if you're a professional, you might want to go, but even if you're not, you just want to know more about how the, this whole system is evolving and, and how to best survive it, then it's, it'd be an interesting camp to go to. And can somebody just go to your website and find out about that? Yeah, you can go to, uh, well, there's a link on tr-i.com, which is my regular just sort of biography site. Yeah. Uh, if it's kind of a long link, but uh, if you go to uh, www.toddstore.com, yeah, that's one word: t o d d s t o r e dot com slash t r survival camp. <laughs> no, right, no, that's easy to find: toddstore.com slash t r survival camp. Yep. Well, that's great. Well. And yeah, you can find more about it. We're getting, we haven't po posted yet the list of counselors because we're lining everybody up. Uh, a lot of people have year-end things to finish where they start making New Year's commitments. Wow. So, uh, so early in the year, we'll get our counselor list up there, and it looks to me to be a lot of fun because it's up in the Catskills and a real, uh, you know, in a real resort and stuff like that. So. Well, and what a gift that would be for somebody too. Yeah. Well, very last-minute shopping. <laughs> There you go. Get it, get it now. <laughs> it's Christmas, right? Three shopping minutes left, I think. But yeah. Uh, anyway, well, Todd Rundgren, thanks for being with us. Always great talking to you. And, uh, it's my pleasure. Happy holidays, everybody. All right. Keep up the great work. Thank you. Talk to you soon. Take care. Bye-bye. Todd Rundgren, who this guy clearly thinks is a genius. <laughs> he said about 50 times. I'm like, okay, really? Um... Tell us some genius things that have happened, please. All right, we got some calls, I believe, with some of our bandmates that we were looking for. All righty. Ooh, let's see if we can make this happen. All right, let's see. We got Hello? 212. Yeah, Dr. Hey. Hello? Hello? Hey, who's Hi. this? It's Moogie. Moogie, what's happening? We also got 201. 201. That's Kevin Elman. Kevin and Moogie, excellent. Wow. Welcome, gentlemen. Well, Johnny, Siegler, Johnny Siegler? Johnny disappeared during that interview. I don't know if he understood. I'm, I sent him a text. I'll call him in a minute. Uh, Ralph's going to call in in about 20 minutes or so. So we'll have the whole game at some point. But, you know, when we got the two of you. Well, I mean, I I got that a secret reveal. Todd Rundgren doesn't have a cell phone. No wonder I've just <laughs> been emailing that? with him. Weird? How does he do it? Doesn't he? Ever need a cell phone? He's out there in the wilderness of Hawaii, and he needs to call in if he gets lost in the woods. Wow. Yeah. Well, I think he's got a phone at the house. It's just not a cell phone would be my guess. That, that's courageous, man, to, to avoid the uh, slavery of the cell phone, except then we couldn't talk like this. I that's guess. right. And then you would have to do everything via email, which you could do a landline, I, right? You could get on your show via a landline. Sure, that's true. We've had him on before. I don't know what number, he, you know, where, he, where he's calling from when he calls. I think it's a land phone in Hawaii because he's been in Hawaii before. Or maybe he borrows a phone. Or maybe, I know Michelle has an iPhone, so that helps when they're together. But, uh, yeah. 
Well, that's interesting that the uh, the leader of new technologies chooses not to have a cell phone. That's, <laughs> I like that because um, yeah. you never know when that thing's going to ring and just upset your life, whatever you're doing. <laughs> you get that, <laughs> and, and you just feel you have to take it. And then uh, sometimes it takes over. So yeah, yeah. I wish I could, uh, I could do that. But I, I'm glued to my cell phone. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you know, we got we didn't get a cell phone update, but we did get an email update from uh-huh. Eric that second gig is now locked in, and they uh, have put the tickets back on Ticketweb. They go on sale tomorrow for January 30th gig at noon. Uh huh. Well, that's good, and it's that's real, uh, Eric. Gardner has signed off, and it's not going to go correct. back and come back down. It's going to go back up and stay up. So don't you TR heads, Utopia fanatics, worry that um, it's going to go uh, get taken off again. No, this this is for real. We're doing that second night. We're going to rock the house for two nights, make rock and roll history over there at, at the Highline Ballroom. And uh, don't you be afraid to, to, to scoop up those uh, tickets to the second show because now that management is signed off, it's 110% go, 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 you know. Yeah, I want to see, too, if they can get them sold faster than the 29th tickets. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how that goes. I think it's going to go pretty quick. A lot well, of people still looking for the 29th. You didn't put any away, did you, Moogie, that you're going to surprise people with later because we got a lot of people begging. I'm going to find out about that from you, Doug, because I, I don't know how we get – the band gets its sets of tickets, or if we get guest passes, you're going to have to explain that all to me. I know you're on the inside on these things, um, and you can explain it. But what I would like to uh, announce, aside from saying, hi, Kevin Elman, are you there? I'm here. How you doing, Mug? Hey, Kevin. How are you, my pal? Excellent. Okay. Sitting um, here practicing away, getting ready for the gig. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, i gotta, I got to get back to that. I'm just um, uh, busy with uh, other things. Um, yep. Uh, trying to take care of my health here and, and get it together so that I'm going to be in wonderful shape for this show, um, these two shows. But what I wanted to announce to Kevin, as well as the rest of the world, is that um, there's been rumors and there's been uh, little emails back and forth, but now we can announce it, that it's not uh, going to just be the five of us up on that stage. It's not going to just be Elman, Klingman, Rundgren, Shuckett and Siegler. Uh, it's going to be the five plus on every song being part of the scene is that long-time utop- utopian Chasm Sultan will be uh, joining us for the entire show. He'll be doing all the, the early songs as well as some of the later ones. So uh, we will uh, have Chasm up there with us the whole time, and we are uh, sincerely Looking forward to it. I'm totally excited. I mean, he's a great musician, and uh, I think he's going to really add something. I'm really looking, looking forward to having his voice on there, too, especially. He, he he doesn't want to play much bass. He wants to let John Siegler handle most or all of the bass. Um, he's going to be doing keyboards, guitars, and he's going to be uh, lending those golden pipes of his to the Utopian vocal sound, which brings up another announcement. Uh, we are uh, we're not going to just have Chasm up on stage. Um, we've gone out and we've hired two of the best singers, not just background singers, but singers, but also the top background singers, Curtis King, who presently sings with Bruce Springsteen, among others. He just 
He did four years uh, singing behind Pavarotti. He sung behind everybody. He's the number one background singer on the East Coast, Curtis King. And Daryl Tooks, who um, started out as a songwriting singing partner of Curtis way back in the 70s. Uh, They're both African-American guys from the Philly area, I believe. And they worship Todd Rundgren. So I met him way back, and they, they made the mark in, in New York City. Uh, Daryl's put out a whole bunch of solo albums, as well as singing back up behind people. In fact, on this year's, or should I say 2010's, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame uh, concerts and awards, um, Daryl Tooks and Curtis King were singing together behind everybody. They're just amazing, amazing singers, and they're going to be adding to the Utopia vocal sound, and they're going to be up there with us. So um, you're going to have a a total of eight people on that stage. Uh, The the five original Utopians, uh, Chasm Sultan, and then on background vocals, uh, along with the rest of us, Curtis King and Daryl Tooks, who are are just phenomenal, phenomenal uh, singers and blenders. Yeah, and uh, we got John Sigler with us, and he told me earlier that those guys already know this music because they love Utopia so much. Is that right, John? That's right. Hey, guys, what's up? Hey, John, how you doing? Hey. John Sigler. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, Daryl and Curtis, uh, we've known them for years, and uh, they are definitely uh, were uh, longtime Utopia fans, and they're awesome singers. They're really great. I I work with, particularly with Curtis, really a lot over the years, and... uh, the guy is great. I mean, they're both great. So it'll be fun. It'll be good. Everything will sound really good. <laughs> we we yeah. I told them that um, also we've added Chasm Sultan, not just as a right. guest. Chaz is doing it, yep. A full time up there with us. He's going to do all the early Utopia stuff with us, help us prove the sound. So we're going to be an eight-piece ensemble up there. Uh, but that's it, John. That's the end, right? We're not we're not letting anyone else in the, this exclusive club. Besides, <laughs> well, if, if if Roger wanted to come by, if Willie wanted to come by, I suppose they could too. <laughs> Some um, invites have been put out, uh, and um, they've respectfully declined um, for for reasons that are, are personal and. Um, but they are definitely wishing us the best. They know that this came together as a benefit for me, and they, they I've been emailing with both of them, and they've given me tremendous support. and And I'm sorry because they they were invited that they're that they're not going to be in on this one. But we're going to have uh, a great time up there, and we're going to have a, a heavenly blend. I think we're going to have everybody singing, but the drummer Kevin Elman. We're going to have seven people. <laughs> Right, we're gonna get Ralph back on the Volks. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> we'll get a Kevin drum solo though, right? I, might, I don't know if I can uh, still pull that off. Utopia <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. in bass solos. <clears throat> You'll well, not look, be able to get out of that one. We will be able to extend the icon a little bit longer than we'll be doing. No bass solos. Uh, I don't play bass solos anymore. Oh, John. <laughs> But lays it down on Rundgren Radio, no bass Boogie, solo. Didn't you, wasn't it you who told me the joke about the drums that never stopped, and then they finally stopped? What's the joke? I don't know it. Tell it. Isn't 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 wasn't it you who told me the joke? I don't know it. I'll be glad this, to listen this to guy, it. This uh, guy, some guy lands on a, on a on a on a desert island, and there's drums. He hears drums. The drums are going, and uh, and they're going, and they're going, and they're playing for hours, and. 
guy finally falls asleep. He wakes up the next day. The drums are still going. And uh, he can't believe it. These drums, they just never stop. They never stop. They keep going all day long. He's eating his dinner. They keep going overnight, the next night. Finally, the next day in the middle of the afternoon, all of a sudden, the drums stop. And he turns and he said, what happened? And the other guy says, bass solo. <laughs> 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 Who told me that joke? I thought you told me that joke. M- Moogie or Kevin? Which one of us? That was like a rubber joke. <laughs> the utopian memory, uh, I guess. Uh, somebody told me that joke. I can't remember who. I thought it was you. Good. No, good. no. I, 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 I tell you a lot of jokes, but uh, that's not one of them. You know? Okay. Okay. Hey, listen, you guys. I've had a really, really long day. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna jump. Did you did you guys uh, find Ralph? Yes, Ralph's gonna be calling in a little while. Okay, yeah, I'm, I think I'm gonna jump because I'm not feeling that well and I've had a really long day. Uh, so uh, I might call in a little bit later, but I, I'm gonna just uh, lay down for a while. All right. Well, we appreciate checking in. Hope you get feeling better. Yeah, I'm sorry. I just uh, you know okay. I'm really whipped here. You I've done it. a lot of work. I've done a lot of utopian work today. So uh, <laughs> I'll talk to you all later, okay? All right. Take care. All right. All right. See you. Which jokes, okay, would you? <laughs> he comes in, he says he's not going to do a bass solo, and then he's gone. Yeah. He did tell a good joke. Now we get to talk about him behind his back, which I, I genuinely love. Now, I just, I just want to say that John has been working really hard uh, for me specifically, helping me put this thing together. He's, he's just like... Um, Helped straighten everything out on every angle and every end, and made sure that uh, the second concert happened. Working things out with Eric, working things out w- with uh, the band rehearsals, Daryl and Curtis with with Chasm. John is just he's a he's a force, and I and I have to respect him as a businessman because for eleven years he was the man behind the music of Pokemon, you know, along with Ralph Shuckett doing a lot of the yeah. soundtrack work. So. It is it is a bit amusing. I mean, not, I'm not a huge fan of Pokemon, but my son is. My fun, uh, son is addicted to Pokemon. Uh, but uh, John Siegler and Ralph Shuckett, early years Utopia, and Todd Rundgren became really the, the musical sound of the co- uh, Pokemon cartoons and the movies. Did you know that? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure uh, if, if the fans aren't aware of it, that now they are, and their respect for those guys is going to widen based on their love of Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we've got a uh, we're going to have to play some time. We got a really good um, old bootleg of a John Siegler eight minute or so bass solo. Oh. But since we're talking about bass players and Chasm, this is a unique situation. It's maybe you know one of the few, maybe the first. We've kind of mixed in a couple of Utopia groups, you know, with Todd on stage doing this deal and. Um, are you guys going to play any of the post first couple albums Utopia songs? Yeah, I, I would like to see that happen. I know Chasm is going to sing "Set Me Free." There you go. All right. He told me was the the biggest selling Utopia single, the highest charting. It made it somewhere into the top twenty five or twenty even, um, and no other Utopia single did that. So Chasm is really the voice of uh, the Utopia hits. You know, to whatever extent there was a Utopia hit. He was it. Was set me See, free. Don't tell me now. Y'all could do that. <laughs> no, I, I think that's a uh, Willie. Didn't Willie uh, sing that? 
Chloe sang it, yeah. I think it's Todd and has them singing together, I think, actually. It's kind of the whole band almost. All right, well, we got a call. Don't mind. We'll take a. uh, I think this is what this is. I think we got a call from um, South Florida, 305. Hi. South Florida. Hello. Hey, what's happening? It's uh, Eddie Zine here. Wow. Zine from Holland Oats? Wow. That's a, I can't believe you have that good of a memory, man. <laughs> well, uh, wow. Eddie, I remember the good old days. We used to be friends, and you were playing with Hall & Oates. We used to jam out together. Wow, it's been, what, 30 years? 35 I years? Gonna, I don't, more yeah, like 35 I, years. I was going to remind you when you said, hey, why don't you come up, and uh, I'm shooting a video up in my, I don't know, loft or whatever it was, and you were on the rooftop shooting a video, I think it was a girl's video, I, I don't remember, the, but I was so amazed by the whole thing. It was called I, I, Maria, and it was my song, and um, there were some girl dancers on the roof, and you actually played the part of the drummer. We had a snare drum, and you were dancing around on the drums. You know wow. that, right? You know you were in the video <laughs> dancing around in a red jacket on the drums, right? I remember my red jacket. I remember my red jacket. I got it. I in think she gave me that red jacket when we first met. <laughs> yeah. uh, wow, man. Um, so uh, I, I'll be there the second night. Uh, wow, I my you're going to fly up from Florida first? Yes. Oh, yeah. Me, uh, I, I know Fernando Perdomo, the guy I'm in a band with, Dreaming Stereo, was going to be coming both nights. I couldn't come the first night because I'm playing with Billy Levesey at the Levesey's down here in Florida on Saturday. And I was so despondent over the fact that I was going to miss the show. And then the sec- as soon as they came on sale, I bought a ticket. And then when they disappeared, I was worried, well, is my ticket that I bought still a, a valid? So hopefully it's still good since they did charge me for it. I will be definitely coming up to see. That's great. Well, we're looking forward to seeing you. And uh, Kevin knows that Fernando has been emailing him that he will send him his concert toms because uh, me and many other drummers just can't get over how cool his fills are using the concert toms. Kevin? <laughs> well, Kevin. thank you very much. No, no, really, seriously. Uh, he Fernando found a, a quote by a, a, some... Uh, uh, I can't remember the name of the drummer. It was in some magazine who actually pointed you out as the influence for some of the, one of the great guys that have, have figured that 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 out to, to include concert toms as part of the fills. Yeah, I've heard about that. That was uh, Neil Peart of Rush. Right. And uh, so, oh. come on, man, take Fernando up. He'll send him to you, man. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you, have to get, you, have to get a, you have to get approval from John Siegler because John used to have his head right next to my concert pod. He claims that the reason he doesn't can't hear anymore out of his right ear, so I've been pounding, I was pounding in his ear so hard. Yeah, they, I get blamed by, that my snare drum has deafened many musicians. But John's John's bass playing, I remember when I had to learn some songs that weren't on the records back in the day when I was in Hall of Notes, but John was the bass player on those. Uh, Love You Like a Brother. I just love John's bass playing on Love You Like a Brother, and I think they included that on their uh, four-CD box that they just put out. I'm really glad because John had some great bass playing with them when he was playing with Hall & Oates, you know. And um, one other thing about uh, uh, Moogie's songwriting, uh, I was watching a Bette Midler uh, special on Showtime amazing looking thing she did from Las Vegas. The second song was Friends and it was 
so amazing. The other night was, on HBO, and it was yeah. uh, for the New Year's Eve special on HBO. All oh, right, you're yeah. right. You're right, HBO, HBO. That's right. Well, it was amazing. Bird. It what? was great. I thought of you, Muggy, uh Whatever night that was, Friday night. Yep, I, I, the, the, definitely the, the, the tinkle of change there. Uh, <laughs> Hopefully that's true. From BMI when uh, they do these HBO things with friends. So uh, I'm looking forward to uh, a payment, no matter how small, it will it will help uh, the Klingman household. And it's great that that's still, still doing it. It's still her theme song. It's a weight around her neck that she can't seem to get removed. She's stuck singing my song from the cradle. To the grave, <laughs> uh, and we go way back. I did produce one of her albums, and I hooked her up with Bob Dylan, and produced a duet of them together way back in the seventies at Secret Sound, of all places. Um, Todd had the uh, perhaps misfortune of being out of town that week. He, he missed getting to hang with Bob Dylan with the rest of us. But uh, I did have Ralph Shuckin on the session, and. Um, uh, he got he got to hang with Bob. In fact, there, there's there's a bootleg out. Somebody, not me, I had nothing to do with it. Somebody surreptitiously recorded a lot of the rehearsals for the sessions and a lot of the conversation. And 35 years later, it's it's on the internet. Bob and Bet and me doing buckets of rain for about a for about a half hour. There, it's pretty funny stuff. I must confess, if you Google it, you'll find it. <clears throat> Moogie, one last thing before I, I go here, and, and yeah. believe me, I'm quite impressed that you remembered uh, us hanging out in, in Grinch Fields back in that day. But uh, doing for 35 I, years, man. <laughs> well, say what now? What have you been doing for 35 years? It's been 35 oh, years. Oh, I've been I've been still playing, man. I I played for the Monkees. I played for Fog Hat. Uh, I, I played for uh, now I'm playing with the bass player from Fog Hat and group called Tony Steven Slowride, and we've discussed this on the show because uh, uh, Mel and uh, Doug had Tony on, and uh, I played with Rick Derringer for a year, and I've been doing, uh, I'm still playing. I'm still well, playing with great. the Levices and with Dreaming in Stereo. Who you, hopefully you'll meet Fernando, who's a giant fan of yours, and I think he was supposed to open up for you somewhere. I know right. Fernando opened up for Todd somewhere. So, uh well, I'm looking forward to seeing him and you. I hope you hang out after the shows and we can hook up. I hope so too, man. But uh, so I'm listening to all the, the the archive shows, especially ones that you're part of. And just before I came home tonight, I was driving that car playing the the one I have still trying to finish, and it was the one where uh, they ended the show with the dust in the wind. And let me tell you, I'm glad I was in the car where nobody could see me because it. Tore me up hearing you sing. You, you did a great performance on that. It's a great song, and I'm I'm really torn apart about this whole reason for having the reunion. I'm glad you're having the reunion, but I'm 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 just just mad at the world, and I just hope the best for you. And uh, my thoughts and prayers are with you, and hopefully I will uh, be able to see you. Look for me. I still got long black hair. I'm a little heavier now, <laughs> but then you recall that that video on your rooftop, but. Uh, let me tell you, you, you touched me with that song, and, and that song has always touched me, and I think it's, it's another high watermark for you. Which song is that, the Maria song? Dust in the Wind. Yeah, in fact, do you have that there, Doug? I sent you my version live at the bottom line with Todd of Dust in the Wind, just solo with the piano. Do you have that around? Uh, somewhere. I can probably was, upload that for the end of the show. 
Yeah, that would be great if you you could, because um, I just love hearing that. And I do a little speech about Todd right before I sing that song. That's pretty interesting. I don't know if you can find that. I've got uh, it. Little to the song, but um, let's try this and see if it's it. And then we'll um, we got a call from seven eight six two. So let let me see if this is it. I think this might. Uh, be uh, I'll I'll take it. care, guys. I take care, buddy. See you, Eddie. See you in the right, right, I got to right, 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 myself. Hi, I Eddie. I got to step off myself. This is uh, Kevin. I got to sign off, and I will uh, see you soon, guys. Thanks oh, well, Kevin, you hey. have a good night. Take care. All right, thank you. Hi, right, Kevin. Buddy. See you. Well, we didn't get much out of Kevin today. <laughs> All right, Maggie, hang on tight. I think this might be it. Hold on. Here we go. Coming at you. That's not the one you're looking for, is it? (laughs) Singing it, which is okay with me, too. I don't mind. That's my tune that Todd recorded on his Something Anything album. That was the first outside song he ever recorded. On any of his records was uh, my tune. I was very flattered that on his third solo album, he put on an outside song. and It was a Moogie Klingman song. So if you can't find mine, then you can definitely play his. All right, let me get this other call right quick first. We got seven eight six. You're with us. Hello, everybody. This is Fernando Perdomo, Eddie Zion's friend from Miami. Hey, Fernando. Hey, how you guys doing? I'm so glad that I actually am not working tonight. That I could actually uh, listen in and call in live and talk to my idols. So thank you so much for giving us this opportunity. I feel like. Uh, we're we're so we're so fortunate to have uh, such amazing, uh, really cool people, and uh, there are idols that, are, that could be so approachable. Hi, Moogie. Hello. Hey, how you doing, man? We met. Uh, Hello. About, yes. Uh, we yeah. met about four years ago when you played uh, with Liberty DeVito. Um, I forgot the name of the place in in, uh, in in New York, and I was supposed to open up for you, and the gig got canceled. And I put a video of me doing Mr. Freedom and I on YouTube promoting the gig. Right, and it's I always there the, to remind the, the, me about what could have been. One of my more obscure songs. I'm glad. I love that song. I, I uh, recorded I, that for her first album with Fairy Metal on the piano, but it never made it onto the record. But. Uh, it's such a beautiful song, and I love the the changes, and I love what Ralphie does on it on the organ, on the on your version from Moogie Two. Wow, that's right. It's one of the uh, the extra cuts on Moogie Two. And folks, if you like Moogie, you can go to the uh, Moogie Music website. It's just www.moogie m o o g y music one word. I just ordered the uh, I just ordered the uh, the Moogie and the Riven Queens record. I can't wait to get it. Pretty amazing, that record, because that's right before we morphed into Utopia. John, Ralph, and I had a band that was backed by Capitol Records, of all things, uh, the oh. Beatles. And we were touring, and somehow John found these tapes in his closet uh, a few years back, uh, reel-to-reels of a radio concert, really pretty high quality, because it was in a recording studio, in a radio studio, and there was a crowd there, and we did... Uh, a rockin' sockin' ninety-minute show. Uh, the four of us: uh, John, Ralph, Mug, and our drummer, John Siomas, uh, who was also the drummer on Todd Rundgren's "Hello, It's Me" and on Todd Rundgren's uh, "Just One Victory." Who chose not to, to morph into the Utopia with the rest of us? He joined this little British guy in a band that I thought would never go anywhere. I said, "John, you come with us. We're going to the top." Well, he joined Frampton's Camel. And Peter With Rick Frampton. Wills. Uh, right, and the rest is history. Peter Frampton and Frampton's Camel 
Well, it just became Frampton Comes Alive became the biggest concert act of the 1970s, and they had the biggest uh, CD. Uh, they broke all records with uh, a couple of the CDs there. So, so um, John Sylvester actually went on into rocks, you know, uh, the top act, rock act of the 70s, and we were not far behind with Utopia. Uh, but th- this 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 live CD at my website, if I can blow my horn here for a second. <laughs> John Ralph, John Siegler, Ralph Shuckett, and myself, with John Siomas, this unbelievable drummer, and and it's basically a lot of it is my songs, but I was pushing Ralph to become a kind of a frontman. So there's a couple of Ralph Shuckett songs he's singing lead, and we're Great. doing hard harmonies on everything, and we're just doing keyboard solos back and forth. Uh, I mean, you have some of that stuff there too, uh, Doug. I think one or two cuts. Uh, I think I gave you I'm a Ram from way back. Uh, but Well, from from a musician's standpoint, um, you know, I'm a professional musician and I'm a multi-instrumentalist and, uh, down here in Miami. And, you know, I've been, I've been a fan of, uh, well, I discovered the Utopia record when I was nine years old, and I'm 30 now. And it has been a major influence on the way I play uh, the keys, play the bass, play the guitar, the drums, everything. That's been an influence because I've been playing along to those records ever since I was a kid. So from a musician's standpoint, that's why I love the music that you and Todd made and the music that you made and the music that every member, because I mean, as a, as a music dork, I, I kind of looked up every band member when I was a kid reading the liner notes and kind of that led me off into very interesting directions musically. And uh, what's really cool is that you guys are musicians, musicians, but also songwriters, because there's plenty of bands that I consider musician, musicians bands that don't have the songs that Utopia had, that you had, because of the fact that you guys were accomplished musicians and amazing songwriters, which is why I consider Utopia, Todd Rundgren, Moogie Klingman, all that the entire, I guess the whole world that came out of Secret Sound as my favorite artist of all time. Wow. I, I appreciate what you're saying, and I and I'm uh, much appreciative of your your compliments. But the one thing that strikes me extremely funny is you discovered the Utopia album at nine years old. Like I don't know how that is possible. How how did how did you discover it nine years old? <laughs> well, because my family had two churches on Sundays: the uh, the church and the flea market. Uh huh. And uh, I I um. Basically, my mom would give me like, you know, five, ten bucks every Sunday, and I would bring home, you know, ten to twenty records. Well, and that's vinyl. How you find huh? Vinyl, yeah, vinyl. I still listen to my vinyl. And speaking of vinyl, um, I had a uh, this is this I had a party at my brother's house the other day for uh, New Year's, and he handed me a box of records. And in that box of records, Songs of the New Depression. Wow. But my second copy. That's that's <laughs> but album I nicer. produced. That secret sound. Beautiful. Well, the... you know that's a that's a great record. I even, you know, it's it's a it's a shame you didn't get to produce the whole record. But I've I've been there uh, where it's like you produce a record and then all of a sudden the label says, oh well, I'm going to bring in other things. Uh, you know, it, it happens. But your tracks are just absolutely amazing, and I'm so glad that you know you were able to work with. You know Bob Dylan and 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 uh, and produced Bucket for Rain and then the version of Strangers in the Night is fantastic too because of course the musicianship and the sounds are great and yeah it's, it's wonderful you know. We produced two albums worth of material for Bette Midler. We narrowed mm-hmm. it down to one album. Um, she took it 
to Ahmed Erdogan and, and the record executives at Atlantic, and they her manager saw me as something of an pariah or some an enemy. She had was too much, too close with me. He felt so he decided to just ravage the album, and and so ultimately uh, half the songs that that of mine that were on the album were taken off and replaced with just various things she had done over the years. So the album wasn't as cohesive as it would have been if it had just been straight through Moogie Klingman Productions. A lot of Moogie Klingman songs taken off. Moogie Klingman Bette Midler songs. He wrote a bunch of really good songs that she chose to delete from the album. I don't know. Oh, what a shame. Songwriting abilities, I guess. But they were were good songs. The the, the partitions on the internet for Atlanta, Atlanta to go back into the vaults and pull out all these outtake tracks from uh, Songs for the New Depression, uh, which would be a really great album. And I just think that sounded great the other night on HBO. I don't know, she's pushing 60-something there, 63, 64. And she sang, she was singing live, the whole thing, no no tapes, like a lot of artists use, no tapes. She was dancing around, and uh, I was impressed of, of... Age is just a number, man. It's all about... How how uh, how much joy the music gives you, and uh, I just produced Andy Pratt, who's uh, 64 years old now, and uh, way I, I tell you, man, it's it's a, it's really amazing when you've got it, when you've got that music going through you. It just it's you know the, obviously the healing power of music is something that's going to come into your life now with, the, with with all your friends coming together, you know, and doing this. But it's like we're so lucky to have this. We're so lucky to. to have the ability to make music and have it have it heal us and and make us feel better and you know it, it, we're so lucky and and it's awesome that you never gave up that you know you've you've always made you've been co- continuously making music for your entire career you know you didn't go through a little John Lennon phase and quit music for five years or anything right uh, I I don't think I did no in in on the on the healing abilities of music is. Um... I'm in and out of hospitals now. I'm getting all kinds of stuff to help me beat back the big C. Um, and I don't know, uh, sometimes the cure is, is worse than, than the illness, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, no, I, th- I know. My mom's going through it, too. She's been battling for four years. Uh, what, what uh, with, with the big C? Yeah, with the big C. Yeah, and um, the thing is, nothing heals me better. Nothing makes me feel better. Nothing puts a spring in my step better than, than than the music, than playing music and and doing music uh with other people. Uh, I'm lucky to have a band called the Peaceniks now that actually has a small uh, record label uh backing it and and it's just uh it's all songs I wrote or co wrote. We have three singers. We we all sing the songs in harmony. Uh the dot com for anybody out there and Peaceniks is spelled uh, P-E-A-C-E-N-I-K-S it's a P- You can hear probably We have two albums out You can hear them Or a lot of songs from them At the, at the website um, So I get to go out and play uh, uh, Right now once a month We've been doing gigs with the Peaceniks uh, I do some others But we do a two hour show And, and I've been having to, to go through a lot of hell In and out of hospitals uh, And when I get up there I can I can do those two hours and, and I'm in a piece of heaven. We're going to be doing at least two and a half hours, hopefully two hours, hopefully two and a half hour show the first night and maybe longer the second. We're just going to play and play and we're going to uplift. I've got a request. Me. Yes, yes. Night in New Orleans. 
Wow, that would be great. I don't know if I could talk Todd into that one, I'm, but I am trying to get him to do Destined to Win, and you got to have friends. My my most well-known songs, you know, Destined to Win, that, that Todd sang on Something Anything, is now a big internet hit by Guns N' Roses with Axl Rose at the piano singing my song. Uh, you know, over a million hits there, if, if you want to... YouTube that one you can hear in fact a bunch of bands a bunch of performers doing dust in the wind it's kind of making a comeback there on on YouTube um but but the healing power of music is so great that they should have more of it within the medical system they should uh, well we do have a we do have a program here in Miami called musicians on call and um you know many of us have uh, have been going to hospitals to do the uh to do that whole thing, which is really amazing to come and play our music for crowds of people, and uh, I'm going to be doing that soon. And you know, I think it should happen more often. So if, if you ever check that out, so musiciansoncall.com. Very, uh, cool, very cool service. And, and, and music should still be taught in high schools and junior high. And it—that's it, where I got my start. Because you're cutting it out of the uh, educational system. I, I mean, I took music class when I was a kid and it helped me, you know, it helped me lead me into music. Um because it is healing. The power of music is healing to listen to it, to play it. In in anyone who comes down to these shows we're doing, uh, you're going to you're gonna get healed. 'Cause I'm uh, and I'm gonna get healed. And God knows I need some healing. Um we're going to be there for you, Moogie. We're and we're you know, you're gonna see a lot of people coming out of the woodwork because as a again, as a professional musician, I, I don't know how many times I have uh, gotten into conversations with some extremely big people in the industry that are all closet fans of what came out of Secret Sound. Uh, Jack Joseph Puig, one of the biggest uh, music engineers of all time, I, I was in a band that was getting signed, and I was at, at our uh, audition, and we had a little meet and greet with Jack Joseph Puig, and we ended up talking about Utopia and War Babies. And it just, you know, went on and on and on. And um, it's it's really important that, you know, all these, I mean, it's awesome that you guys are getting back together and doing this. And, hey, this is a way of, uh, of uh, it's a dream come true because, you know, we're not going to get to see the Beatles, you know, reunite all the way. But we're going to get to see Utopia, which is absolutely amazing, you know, especially this lineup being the fact that, it, to me, it's like the Holy Grail lineup, even though I love every album. This is the album that got me started with it. And I've got a huge poster on my wall in my studio of the eye cover of the first Utopia record. And uh, it's, you know, pretty much as you walk in, it's the main thing. And I always look at it for inspiration when I'm recording. So thank you so much for putting for making this happen. And uh, I'm really happy that I'm going to be there for both nights. So thank you. Well, thank you. And I'm going to just talk for a moment about... Um... The first night is a benefit for me, and, and it's a sold-out night, and I, I want to thank Todd Rundgren for that, for for coming to New York and, and, and doing a benefit for me um, to help cover medical and, and living expenses as I struggle uh, with this illness. Um, I'm also doing a, a show at the Bitter End on January 16th. It's going to uh, be a benefit also. I'm trying trying to do these things while my health is is good enough that I could actually be performing at these shows. 
and, and, and getting all this energy from the performers and the audiences that's going to helps me live. It just it just revitalizes me and helps me get through each day. And they say that these kind of things can help you beat back things like cancer, and uh, I think it can. I'm going to have lucky to have Peter Yarrow of Peter, Paul, and Mary. He's going to be doing a set for me on January 16th at the Bitter End. Uh, I'm going to have David Amram, a musical legend, uh, who just celebrated his 80th birthday in a huge concert in New York City at the Symphony Space. He's a classical jazz legend. Uh, he just straddles all borders, David Amram. Um, the Utopia guys, we're calling it the Utopia Brothers. It's going to be Kevin Elman, uh, John Siegler, and myself with, with a few other musicians, not Ralph, not Todd. We're just going to be doing some of the old Utopia stuff there, too. The Peaceniks, my my main band that I work with now. Uh, it's it's going to be a great night. Um, Randy Brecker, the great jazz trumpeter who played on a lot of the Todd's early albums, he's going to be there. So if people are interested, just go to moogiemusic.com. If you want to come out and you're in the tri-state area, come out to the Bitter End on Sunday night, January 16th, for, for, for a Moogie benefit with... with um, uh, John Seeker, Kevin Elman, and myself doing some of the old songs, the old Utopian Boogie songs, and giants like Peter Yarrow, Peter, Paul, and Mary were such a gigantic group for so long. I'm just touched that uh, Mr. Yarrow has graciously volunteered to do a, a guest set at the show. Rebecca amazing. Martin is a great jazz singer with a lot of albums out. She'll be singing there too. So. If you want to get an early shot of the Utopia Adrenaline, the Moogie Adrenaline, come out January 16th. You can find out more about it at moogiemusic.com. And that's enough about that. But back to... Hey, if well, you're going to have play. Randy there, you should huh? you should definitely play Sister Bessie. Oh, we are doing Sister Bessie. That's right. Yes. <laughs> I play that for all my trumpet player friends, and they're like, "Hey, can you burn that for me?" I'm like, "Only if I, only if you get the whole record." You know, it's just they need to listen to this stuff. But Sister Bessie always blows away my trumpet player friends. Yeah, it's a, it's. A, I wrote that song, and I hadn't played it in a million years. And I, you know, when Randy Brecker said he was going to do the show, I just put it on. I said, "Oh, we got to do Sister Bessie," and and it's a really funny song. Uh, based on a story that I had heard about a nun that took LSD. That's not in the song, this is based on it, who had taken LSD and decided she'd fallen in love with a guy, and they took acid together, and she took off her, her nun's outfit and became a hippie. Uh, and then uh, the guy left her. So uh, the, there's a lot of that in the song. Sister Bessie, don't you say no prayer for me. A slow boat's going to take me where I'm bound. I'm for to travel far a distant, uh, far across the distant sea. My destiny will lead me where I'm bound. Then Randy Brecker comes in on the trumpet. Oh, folks, come on down. You'll hear us do that with Randy at the bitter end. Um, but basically, you come into those Utopia shows on the 29th and 30th. This is my big month. I'm planning to rally heartily this month and then beat this thing back, or at least. Uh, been able to get back in touch. I'm touched. So I've heard people are flying in from Japan, like on the phone, guys that are flying in from Florida. That's amazing to just be <laughs> flying in for one show. It's nothing I could ever do, but I appreciate that. People flying in from England, Europe. Uh, it's it's astonishing to me, and, and I'm I'm happy and, and, and much appreciative uh, 
of the fans coming out for this. Hey, what maybe you for the help world? us get uh, Randy Brecker on a Rungan Radio show? Uh, I can, uh, sure. I can uh, send him an email and see if he wants to do it. And I can, Wait. I can give, I can send you his email address. I think uh, you yeah. could, you could uh, appeal to him. You know, I'm, uh, you know, I don't know uh, where he's at in terms of doing radio interview shows, but I, I, I will uh, lay his email address on you. What was his role with you guys on AWOT? Uh, well, he definitely played on the section things there, which sometimes I don't know what to feel. Is the only song that comes to mind there. He did uh, Hello, It's Me. He's on the, in the trumpet uh, in the horn section with his brother, the late, great Michael Brecker. Uh, they're on uh, Dust in the Wind. I know Todd used both of them on a lot of different uh, solo and various productions he was doing back at the time. He'd always call those guys. After, uh, in fact, th- they did their first album. The Brecker Brothers was done at Secret Sound. Not too long after uh, they were doing AWOTS. They liked the studio so much. They d- they did their uh, duo album, the uh, Brecker Brothers, with Will Lee. Will Lee's first album, the the bass player from Letterman. Uh, he was on bass then. You know, I lived at Secret Sound. Like when Hall and Oates were doing More Babies or, or Brecker Brothers were doing their first album or Todd doing any of those, the Todd album, the A-Watts album. Uh, a lot of these albums, I was living in the back half of the loft and they were in the front. Every time I wanted to leave my apartment, I'd have to go take the elevator, <laughs> which was in the control room. So <laughs> you, still don't, you don't have that place anymore? Oh, I haven't had that place for many, many a years. Yeah, no more secret sound. That that faded out with the seventies. Uh, yeah. Maybe Who made it, it now. Do you know? Uh, yeah, maybe it made it to the eighties under different ownership. But uh, somebody but just, found it. I, what's that? Somebody, somebody who was writing a book about recording studios found it. It's a storeroom for some candy factory or something. Well, <laughs> not a recording. I want to tour it when I'm in New York. The uh, the the glass for the control room is still there. Wow. Oh, maybe we should just. It's fifth one forty seven West twenty fourth Street. Uh, those coming in from four corners of the world to see Utopia, just go to the building, man, and go to the fifth yeah. floor. Just get in that elevator if you can, and get up to the fifth floor to see the glass. See if the glass is still there. <laughs> get a picture of it for you, Maggie. Uh, yeah, I'll bring a portable recorder and uh, and make a record in there. <laughs> yes, indeed. That'd be cool. Very nice. Well, Moogie, All I don't right. want to take too much more of your time. I'm going to get going, but I wanted to make you one one quick last offer. I wanted to ask you something. Do you still have your Univox K1 synthesizer? Uh, have a Univox K1. Oh, what is it? Yeah. The keyboard. The keyboard. Yeah, right? the Univox synthesizer they used to use. Yes, that's very good. Yeah, you made me flash on it. Very well, good. I won't even mention the Sound City piano, but I, I, uh, the, I'm just wondering if uh, what, what are you going to be bringing out for these shows, and if you'd like to borrow anything because I have uh, I have some Utopia influence gear lying around. Wow, that would be great. I don't know if you'd want to be bringing it up all the way from Florida for me, and I'm not <laughs> even sure what I'm going to be playing. I tend more to the piano, though. I still like to do a good synth solo now and again. Uh, mm-hmm. I have John Siegler who's handling so much of this show. I have him checking into the keyboard situation. Um, I know Ralph Shuckett is running a special keyboard for himself. 
and and I'm checking out the keyboards they have down at the Highline, and I'll make a decision. I'm looking for something with a great grand piano sound because I do play mostly the piano now, but I, but it should have a few good synth patches. Um, so I don't really really have any anything to tell you in that department. If you want to bring something up, I don't know. I guess we could discuss it. You could email me or something. You know. Sure. But it's been yeah, a real pleasure uh, talking to you, Moogie, and uh, man, this is going to be so great. I'm I'm so happy that uh, you guys are, are going to be making music for two more nights or three more nights actually this month. But uh, that you that the original lineup is going to get together, and uh, it's going to be amazing. Thank you so much, Moogie. Thank you. Thank you. Definitely, and uh, big inspiration. Thank you. Good night. And I, I just have that image of this nine-year-old. <laughs> See you, Fernando. Oh, Utopia theme. First time I heard it, I started jumping up and down. I don't know what was wrong with me. Saying, Mommy, Daddy, I like the Utopia theme. I like the icon. <laughs> but Freak Parade is my favorite off the record. Wow, and that's one I wrote. Touche. I wrote that with Siegler and Todd, of course, added uh, great lyrics and melody to the vocal section. <laughs> well... I'll continue to keep on trying to rip off some of those sounds for my records, so thank okay, you. Okay, I'll keep uh, sending your records to my lawyer for possible lawsuits. Oh, only come on. Kidding, only kidding. It'll you be can... my honor to be sued by you. <laughs> I'm kidding. Don't say that. Thanks, guys. Have a great night. See you, Fernando. <laughs> Nine years old, listening to the Freak Parade. Mommy, Daddy, I like the Freedom Fight. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> All right, Moogie. Um... Uh, heard you talking about friends. Are you um, going to try to get Todd to sing that song? Are you going to sing that song? How's that like going to work? What's your goal? Uh, and if Todd wants to take a verse and chorus of it, that would be nice. But if he would let me sing it, I would be honored because uh, I did write it, and I do want to remind people of that. Uh, this song has been so successful that when I just tell people I wrote it, they generally call me a liar. I say, that song is too big and too successful for someone as little known as you, Moogie Klingman, to have written it. It's got to have been written by Carol King or Burt Bacharach or Billy Joel. I do get a lot of grief, so I try to make it a point whenever I did do a show. Did you co-write it with somebody, or did you write the... Did you co-write it with a guy named Leland Hart, who was also uh, a recording artist in the 70s, very big. In fact, John Siegler and Kevin Elman were playing in Buzzy Lynn Hart's band right before they jumped into Utopia. So after Moogie and the Rhythm Kings broke up, Ralph and I were playing with Lou Reed, of all people, and uh, John joined Kevin playing with Buzzy Linhart, who I co-wrote Friends with. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, um, can I make a comment real quick? The other night when, when the Ben Midler show was on, I was watching the show while I was on the phone with a friend who was watching the show, and that song popped up, and I said, oh, oh, this guy Moogie Klingman, who we've had on the show in, in in Utopia, he wrote that song, and my friend goes, "He can write the hell out of a song, can't he?" <laughs> they usually say he didn't write it. Uh, that's got to be uh, it's got to be a Carol King song or something. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I try to make it a point to let people know I, I wrote that one. Um, so I mean, I hope he'll let me. Uh, Bring the level of utopia down a little bit by doing. Uh, you gotta have friends. Yeah. In fact, my solo album, my second one, Todd Rundgren actually does a whole vocal introduction on "You Gotta Have Friends." 
And ladies and gentlemen, here's the star of our album, Woogie Into Friends. So, it's the good old days. D-A-Z-E, right, baby, of course. Let's talk about this tour for a second. I got a, trying to get a grasp on this idea. You know, we forgot to talk to you about it last time you guys were on. Um, but a lot of people want some kind of T-shirt, some kind of souvenir to leave with on this bad boy. Well, that, that's a really smart idea, and I'm going to pass it around and make sure that at least uh, we do have some T-shirts out there. Now, folks, if you're just tuning in, the second show is definitely on January 30th. Tomorrow, which will be uh, January 5th, they will have uh, tickets back up for sale in the morning. So you can grab tickets to the second show. Uh, which will be January 30th, Sunday night, for uh, Utopia at the Highline Ballroom, highlineballroom.com. You should be able to grab ticks if you move fast, because I know the first show sold out extremely quickly. Um, yeah, it sure did. <laughs> People have been asking us left and right, when are tickets going back sale? And I'm thinking, well, you know, we don't know. We want them to come back just just like everybody else, so. It's good that they're finally going to do that tomorrow at noon. And uh, I've got three volunteers so far. They're interested in, in designing the shirt if you want me to send that them That sounds away. great. I, I, I would love that. Okay. And you're going to bring some of your CDs and stuff to sell? Oh, yes. Well. We'll be selling CDs. Very nice, very nice. Well, what about a T-shirt? Did, did, was that decided upon? I think he wants to put one together, and I'm going to send him the artists that have volunteered for it. Oh, Cool. Very yeah, good. We got uh, a couple of people have emailed me. Some of them with designs already in mind. Yeah, I saw there were a few in the chat room last week that were volunteering. So nice. Yeah, they look good too. Some of the examples I've, I've received. And then uh, Bricker wants in on it too. He always does good work and has done some work with Utopia in the past. So yeah, we'll have us a little T-shirt maybe to come home with. That'd be cool. Be great. What else? surprises have you got in store for us Moogie at this gig uh well let me see what do we have in store for you have you played at the Highline before uh I've been to shows there I saw Dave Stewart from the Arrhythmics he did an amazing show there with like a 15 piece band um so it's a really nice room uh but I haven't ever played there before no this will be my first time it's good to know the stage will be big enough to hold the eight of you guys or whatever (laughs) It will. It will be good to know that, and, it, and it's true. It's it's a, it's a nice room, and uh, a good time shall be had by all, is what I'm thinking. And I'm getting ready to sign off here. It's been great talking to you guys. I hope you will play some of the old stuff. Uh, maybe you can find me doing Dust in the Wind. I've got it. I did. I did find it, believe it or not. That would be great. I have uploaded it. Here that is. I'm signing like off. Hit the bottom line, singing it. Okay. As I'm gonna do I the intro the airway, first, and then I'm going to do the you'll song. You'll play Dustin in the Wood? Yeah, i got to do the intro first like you want, then I'll do the song. And oh, wow, right that's back. great. So, intro. Okay, let me let me say goodbye to the fans and the friends, right. and let me thank uh, Ralph Shuckett, John Siegler, Kevin Elman, Kazim Sultan, and especially the master blaster, Todd Rundgren. <laughs> for coming together for me with this reunion, I appreciate it, and and my heart warms with with the fact of doing this for me. And as it turns out, it it just seems like it, it's making them ha- as happy as punch. They just all want to do it. And the fact 
they all play so well. Like, I know how great Todd sounds. I, I've gone out to see him recently in rehearsing with uh, John Siegler, who was just the master of the bass. He just sounds better than ever. And Kevin, I know he's the financial wizard there. He's got his, <laughs> his own company. He's CEO of Unfinancial Advice. He's still playing the drums, and the man sounds sounds great. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a great night. I'm sure it is. We're looking very much forward to it. I'm glad everything pulled together for you. All right, pal. Mogi, there's several people in the chat room that are being vocal, if I can say that, in a, in uh, a chat room, and they're all saying how much they love you and they're looking forward to seeing you. Well, that gives me strength. I, I feel the love, and it heals me. It warms me. And, and I feel strength returning to my body. And, and I don't know how long I have left, but... Uh, Something like the reunion of Utopia is just beyond my wildest dreams, and I and I'm just very happy that we're going to be there for you folks. Awesome, excellent. All right, Moogie, here we go. Little Dust in the Wind intro with Dust in the Wind by Moogie Klingman. All right. See you soon, Moogie. See you soon. We'd like to turn the stage and the airwaves over to Mr. Moogie Klingman. Thank you. Hi. Yes. Um, I'd like to tell a little a little story about uh, ten years ago. I became enamored with songwriting, and I began to write little ditties. And I wasn't having much success in the business. And a friend of mine at the time was in a rock group and recording all his own stuff. He became a solo artist and continued to record all his own compositions while trying to give me inspiration as a writer. Well, that inspiration finally came to pass when for the first outside tune he ever recorded, he chose uh, a song of mine. So I'd like to sing that song for you tonight. Uh, the album he recorded it on is Something Anything. And the song is Dust in the Wind. Now, you people on, out there in Radio Land, it isn't Todd with a cold. It's the writer himself singing his own composition. Tell everyone I am sorry, truly sorry for all of the wrongs done. I never meant to hurt nobody, no, no Said I never want to do no wrong Now I have lied and I have begged and I have cheated And I know my ship won't be coming in But as I lay me down to take my rest I see that it's just dust in the wind Take hold my hand, hold it tighter, ever tighter Honey, you must believe that I love you still Brought my strength, it grows weaker, ever weaker Said my body has lost its will I have lied and I have begged and I have cheated 
And as I lay me down to take my breath I see that it's just dust in the wind each other um, coming up together uh, when we first met and, and he was in a band called The Naz, I was in a band called Glitter House and uh, we met outside the Cafe Agogo waiting to see Elvin Bishop who was a guitar player in the Paul Butterfield Blues Band who we both knew Paul but- uh, Elvin Bishop was giving Todd guitar lessons and I was jamming with him late night with a lot of the Butterfield guys because I was a big jammer then um, and as we waited outside the Agogo, I found out that Todd was living with the Naz in my hometown, Great Neck. I had gotten the hell out of Great Neck as a teenager and moved to the village, and Todd had moved to Great Neck. <laughs> Great Neck is a, uh upper-middle-class Jewish suburban town uh, with a lot of ritzy houses, and, and all the teenagers get out of there as soon as they can, as soon as they get out of high school, but... Todd was kind of living in isolation with the Naz in a house in Great Nick. And so I went out 
because I would, I, even though my parents no longer had a house out there, I'd go out there to to visit with friends, and I'd end up at Todd's house uh, with the Naz, with Stooky, and uh, we would um, jam a little. And uh, Todd would talk to me. He'd pull me aside and say, "You know, I'm getting a little fed up with the Naz. I'm, I'm I might be going." into production, I want you to play on my stuff. And he was like, you know, really young. This was, and, and he hadn't ever been a lead singer. So he, he was talking vaguely about doing a solo album, but he had never really sung lead, and he was extremely shy about singing. So I got to watch the whole transition uh, of Todd being a, a songwriter and guitarist to Todd becoming an unbelievable front man, essentially the Elvis Presley of the 70s, which is what he said. Um, our friendship uh, involved that we both loved certain things. Like we, we were both loving Laura Nero, that nobody knew who she was, but both of us did. And we both like tried to write piano songs like Laura Nero, and that, that was another common denominator and, and we would start writing songs I'd play him my songs he'd play me his he had been writing them with the Naz for years but I had just really started at that point and uh, we kind of fed off each other musically developing and um, he, he did quit the Naz he started producing for Albert Grossman who was Bob Dylan's manager so I knew about him and he would bring me along play keyboards on a lot of his productions uh the first thing he ever uh produced and engineered was for ian and sylvia ian tyson and sylvia and uh was a single and he had me playing keyboards on that early james cotton stuff before we did the album then uh he got his solo album deal and he had me playing on his first album uh runt putting together his first band with him runt i was in runt with him and tony sales and hunt sales and Todd was just really scared to sing. He was shy about singing in that band. And they would play real loud and drowned out his singing, and he was just scared to sing. So um, the amazing transition from a guy scared to sing to a guy becoming one of the most powerful front men in rock was amazing <laughs> to watch from the keys. Because yeah, between bet. when we had the group Runt and when we had Todd Rundgren morphing into Utopia, the man rose to the occasion of being an incredible front man and this incredible singer. And Gus, feel free to do some runt. Well, I don't know if we're going to be doing no, any runt. <laughs> I guess we could do we got to get you a woman. But, yeah, get, get him to do that one. That'd be fun. Yeah, it would. That's epic. Oh, wow. Never done that completely live that we know of. There's a little bit in one of you guys' icons, but not the whole song ever. Oh, I got a feeling if if it's to be done, there's going to be uh, a Doug Ford concert of Todd doing Runt. <laughs> <laughs> there's a possibility. Right He's got to do the something album. I don't know. Yeah, I got a feeling Doug Ford's going to get him to do all his early albums by the time uh, this decade's over. Yeah, well, hey, uh, we got a call from 917. Let's check in on it. 917, you with us? You want to talk to Moogie or are you calling in for something else or what's up? 917, speak to me. Hello. All right. I guess that's New York somewhere, but I guess they don't want to talk to us, me. Well, how do you like that, huh? How about yeah? How about that? Yeah. We got some. Uh, you missed our bootleg show. We played some "Dust in the Wind" from Central Park, 1974. Wow. Good stuff from you guys, man. Great. With Hall and Oates singing background. Was it? Yep. Wow. 
John Hall and Daryl Oates. Okay, friend. Okay, pal. And thanks. Hey, out there in Rundgren Radio, Doug Ford has been a tremendous help on putting this whole thing together, from bringing me on his show uh, to to just helping organize these concerts. So I want want the Rundgren Radio audiences to know that Doug Ford is very instrumental in everything that's happening here. And, and I want to thank you on your show for helping out. Uh, thanks, thanks. Just trying to help you out, man. I want this thing to go well for you. It's great. You are uh, a good man. I appreciate it. I, okay. So I'm going to let you guys go now. I'm going to help my son with his homework. So is George going to be at the concert? Uh, he will be coming with my wife. Yes, they got to see oh. me in my prime again. You know, it's. Yeah, I hope they got tickets because it's sold out, Moogie. I know it's a pretty amazing. Pretty <laughs> I hope amazing. they got tickets. Well, yeah, they'll keep coming in. with me as my roadie. <laughs> help us with some you. tickets for my wife and kid, can't you, Doug? Yeah, we'll figure out something. <laughs> okay, we'll work something out here. I know there's some guest passes for the band, aren't there? I, I guess. Yeah, we get something worked out. You got to shut out here, Doug. Okay. All right, man. I'll make it work. <laughs> okay. You See you in a couple now. weeks. All right. Buddy. All right. Word to the icon as we, as we freedom fighters trip down, uh, join the freak parade as it heads towards the icon. And the seven rays appear above us. We will have another life once again there at the Highline Highline Ballroom. Okay, guys. Okay, guys. Sweet man. All right, Maggie. Take care now. Out, brother. I see you. Out. Man, if they play seven rays, I'm going to pass out. That's all i got to say. Somebody's calling on distance. Probably Jill Mingo. Is it you? Our private line. we got a caller trying to get in. Who is this? Hello? Oh, they left us. Damn it. What's I don't know. What happened to Ralph? I don't know. That might have been him. And uh, 917 still has not spoken. From up uh, New York somewhere. That's all right though. So uh, I'm really just gonna. Oh. I want to see Seven Rays bad. But I'm not gonna beg them to do it, of course. But I really want to see that. Oh, that was uh, Tommy. Tommy. Was gonna talk to Moogie. Yeah. Sorry, man. Moogie had to get. I'm sure we will have him back on. As a matter of fact, we got a good lineup coming up. We've got Chasm Sultan next week. We've got live. From Fantasy Camp the following week with Cruiser Mail live and in person reporting from camp. What would we call that? A um, on-site reporter? What do they call those? Uh, yeah, actually, that night, that's the night. Let's see that we're at that Tex Wasabi, which is going to be at 8 p.m. Sacramento time. So mm-hmm. it shouldn't alter our regular show time. That's on correct. Here. You're good to go, baby. All right, let's see who we got here at uh, 262, I believe, if my eyes aren't deceiving me. No, they're not. Hi, Doug. Hi, Mel. Happy New Year, everybody. CLB. Happy New Year. CLB. How you doing, Kathy? I'm all right. Um, you know, fabulous uh, show again tonight. Um, I was thinking we could, like, set up some weird kind of Todd circa 1974 tour of New York, and movie gave us the address of Secret Sound, which in fact has changed hands a number of times, but is right around the corner from the Holiday Inn that we're staying at. Mm-hmm. We could like do Wolf, which isn't there anymore. We could do Max's Kansas City, which isn't there anymore. Regine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm thinking, I'm thinking 
get a double-decker bus with a bunch of bus just, like, going, yeah. <laughs> I would love to go by Secret Sound, even if I couldn't get in just to check it out, because it's really, um, I mean, talk about something that's historic in Todd's career, that is it. I mean, Absolutely. There should be some sort of plaque out in front of the building, at least. Yep. ACLB, let me mention this, too, right quick before I forget. We got, after we have the live from My Record Fantasy Camp, the next week we're going to have a show with a guy named Danny who is um, involved with the survival camp. So we're going to get all the many questions we have about that camp and what it's about and how it's going to work and, you know, who he is and what that camp is about. You know, Todd's not doing that on his own. This is something that's been done before. Dweezil Zappa's done a couple of these camps, and uh, we're going to get the scoop for you. Um, the 25th of January. So, anyway, back to you, CLB. Well, I just want to make sure everybody understood the hotel situation because there's been lots of questions. Uh, we actually sold out the block uh, that we had, and I called and asked for extra when they added the Sunday show. And after uh, Saturday sold out, we got a few more rooms. Um, but it's possible that you're going to have to uh, book Saturday night at an advanced purchase rate, um, you know, and, and still be able to use the block uh, Thursday, Friday, uh, Monday, maybe Sunday, too. I, I forget how many have <laughs> been sold oh, out. Yeah, Sunday seemed like it was a little bit higher, but there was a block or something, maybe. Yeah, no, the block sold out, and the hotel is virtually sold out on Saturday night. So they graciously offered us, like, six more rooms on Saturday night at a higher price, and those are probably gone. I don't know, but, um, you know, if anybody has any questions, give me a call. I don't think there's much more I can do with the management over there at the Holiday Inn. Um, but we'll, we'll get everybody squared away. Yeah, and there's hotels around there if this one sells out or whatever. Just show up, man. Just be there. Absolutely. Cool, cool, cool. Rock. Okay. Night, guys. Hot mouth. You've done a wonderful job with this hotel situation. Oh, my pleasure. I love doing stuff like that. Are you in the chat room? No, sir. I'm cooking uh, pork tenderloin, breaded pork tenderloin, about to serve. Tiki girl, Mm -hmm. Lanny was asking what your name is in the chat room, and you don't have one. Okay, everybody, you can talk about CLB in the chat room. She's not looking. <laughs> <laughs> or better yet, you can talk about her husband. He's more, he's, he's like, <laughs> yeah, yep, 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 yep. Hope you're feeling Don't talk about that outfit he wore to the Chasm gig in, in Akron. Too much, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Wait till you see what we're working on for the Utopia thing. Oh, oh good Lord. Lord, I can only imagine. I can only imagine. <laughs> Yeah, but I got we only had one wedding shirt. So you can't, only you can't. one wedding. No, actually two wedding dresses, but I'm not going to bastardize the other one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think. Mel, that's Uh-oh. a great idea. Thank you. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. All that right, is well, a ballsy move. Love you. your wedding dress. Love you. See you now, CLB. <laughs> Everybody loves you in the chat room. All right, we got a call from Dallas. The only reason I'm rushing her off. Otherwise, I'd love to talk to CLB for the remaining five minutes. But we don't want to be rude. Nine seven two. Who we got? Hey, this is Ian here. Uh, I was trying to catch uh, Moogie, but uh, I was a little bit late. I was going to ask him a quick question, but maybe uh, if he comes on another time, we can ask it. Uh, but um, what is it? 
Yeah, so you see that link I sent out with that, that bootleg from Cleveland, 1974? Well, that one, uh, the, the cover says that the, the band has a Moogie on key and also Roger Powell on key and uh, Willie on, on drums. But I, I, I don't think that's correct because 1974 in Cleveland, that sounds like the old... Um, you know, Siegler and, and Elman and all that. So I, I was just going to check on that to well, see if, if that's... I think, though, the, uh, another uh, another live was done in 74, wasn't it? It was a real quick change where they went to that lineup. Um, mm. So there could have been uh, a little bit of that. It's possible. Because, yeah. you know, the, the, the band that, that you're going to see in New York was 1973 was their big year. Fox Theater and those type of shows. And then mm. it went into Roger joined the band and Willie Wilcox. Oh, and really? They replaced in '74. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I'm not the perfect mm. historian here, but I'm pretty sure. We can look it up in uh, Billy Jane's book. What do you say, Cruiser Mel? We can. We will solve this mystery. Sure. And then the but, other thing is, when I was hearing, listening to Dust in the Wind. Um, you know, I, I suggested to uh, Scott Mankoff, one of our guys who's doing the the the, the, the tribute from Frankie in, in here in Dallas, uh-huh. and and I, I asked him if he would be if he would uh, kind of do do a, a little video photo montage uh, for for Frankie and using you know dust in the wind as as a um, background song. He said he he thought that that was a good idea and he would try to to come up with something. So. Uh, so when I heard this in the winter night, it, it kind of hit me pretty hard, you know. And, Did he know uh, you were talking about that version and not the uh, one by Kansas or whoever? Yeah, I, I said the one by Todd, of course. Okay. But, <laughs> I just want to make sure. <laughs> yeah, there are two different ones. Yeah, true, true, true. Yeah, yeah, and and, and I, I thought that that would be a pretty nice gesture. So uh, hopefully we'll, we'll see something like that. By the way, Mel, so are you going to be there Thursday night as well? You bet, of course. Okay. Yep. It's yeah, we, we, we should day. try to round up as many uh, many Dallas uh, Todd stalkers and f- as much as we can to 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 help Frank, you know, support Frank and all that. So I'll yeah, we haven't talked there. about that yet on the show, Ian. So you got some people confused, but Frank Campania, oh, yeah. friend of the show, a friend of ours, a Todd stalker, Todd fan, helped us with the trees that we use for the Todd Rundgren Johnson. His son, 24 years old, musician, uh, he unexpectedly passed away New Year's Day. And they're having a, I guess a sort of a. Um, they're having a, a a memorial concert. There's going to be, I think, five bands, maybe six, at mm-hmm. Club Da Da. And um, I'm glad to hear that there's going to be a, a nice little slideshow presentation from Scotty. That's great. Yep. So God yep. bless you, Frank. We're so sorry. Yep. That's sad news. I met Frankie at a yep. Todd gig actually. Um, he was at the Hard Rock when we did our first live from a concert show, Rock and Radio. He was there with Frank. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I, I just found out recently that he's a real big, uh, like the godfather of Deep Ellum, so to speak. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. So, he's kind of like Moody. Yeah. Everybody knows him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. that's true. That's true. No, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so so that's all I have to to say about you know that and and uh, that question. Hopefully, uh, we, we'll get it cleared up somehow, and uh, hope to see you guys soon. soon all right, soon. Ian. We'll see you in New York. Right. Yeah, man. Right. Bye bye. See ya. Yeah.
Uh, well, I'm going to get to see Ian in New York Ian in December York. and again in January. Yeah. How about that? What do you mean again in in January? It's a Utopia gig, darling. What are you oh, doing? I meant, I, I'm sorry. You fed back. It sounded like you said you were going to see him in New York <laughs> and then see him again in January. Sorry. Uh-huh. All right. So speaking of Dustin Wynn, let's wrap it up with that. We only got 46 seconds, so you folks are only going to hear a little bit, a little bit of it. This is 1974 from New York Central Park, and Hall notes from background singers, according to Moogie, we found out tonight. We'll see you next week with Chasm Sultan. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Say bye, Mel. Bye bye, Mel. Dustin <laughs> Wynn.
everybody, this is Todd Rundgren, and you're listening to RundgrenRadio.com. Thank you so much for your support. 